one more win to get into that fantasy football championship. We got the quarterfinals behind us. We're in the semifinals for fantasy football. We got the week 16 waiver wire ads and some of our studs that we always start are not startable because they won't be playing. Are we hitting the panic alarm or do we have the answers? Find out right now on the Rasball Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back to the program, everybody. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O on Twitter. Joined by my man every single Tuesday, Mr. Matt Styles at Styles08. Let's cut the fluff, my man. You looking good for the championship run? I know you got a couple teams left. How are we looking? Both had buys going into this week, and uh, we hoped for the best, and we stayed healthy in one, and we lost Jonathan Taylor in the others. The, the nice. problem with the other where we lost Taylor is we had, we were looking good with Zonovan White and Taylor. We were, we were happy. Uh, we didn't feel we needed Rashad White. We dropped him to add a, that second defense we talked about last week. And sure enough, uh, he was scooped up right after the uh, Taylor injury came out right before we could get to him. So uh, we'll be scrambling, but um, we'll talk in just a couple minutes about uh, who we're going to go after. And hopefully none of our opponent is not watching uh, tonight that's the beauty of running these shows right i mean like we do these things because we have a lot of fun with it right we learn a lot we dive deep into we like to share our knowledge and our findings but the problem is all of our friends and our (laughs) our buddies and leagues know that we do these so they listen to our programs and so we always kind of get the short end of the stick because they could jump the gun with us a little bit but all right man i am uh, also looking at that i'm in uh three different playoffs here i had uh, two buys last week and i had um, a win, a win and move on is a six seed. I've had a lot of injuries in the league, but I made it through the first round with a big upset over the number three. So I'm looking good there. And I uh, have a dominant um, dynasty team where I'm kind of cheating at this point, which is nice, but it's been about four years building. So that one's looking really good as well. But we're going to get everybody else past this week into the championship round and get those hashtag Razball championships. Before we do that, though, of course, we want to make sure everybody's following us on all Razball platforms on Twitter at Razball R A double Z B A L L. You can subscribe to the Razball Fantasy Football YouTube channel right here. Make sure to hit that bell, hit the subscribe. Make sure to leave a comment below on your favorite matchup this week, or maybe you're struggling with Jalen Hurts out or Jonathan Taylor, as we mentioned. How are you feeling about it? Download that podcast for those of you on the road. I am on the move constantly. I'm mentioning that for work and personal life. I'm always throwing that podcast on catching the rest of our Rasball episodes I'm not a part of to make sure I'm up to speed. So make sure you're doing that. Leave a rate and review as well. Five-star reviews will be read on the air here. And also, kind of a bonus announcement, if you will, uh, with the nature of the holiday season. First of all, uh, happy Hanukkah and anybody celebrating that. And uh, Merry Christmas is coming up, Kwanzaa and everything else. So whatever you're celebrating with your friends or family, be safe out there in the weather conditions and travels. But we are actually going to be moving our Sunday live show this week to Saturday. So just like the NFL is bumping up a day, so are we here on Razball. So make sure those of you that are used to joining us Sunday mornings, make sure you join us this Saturday morning. Sunday morning is Christmas. We're going to be with our families. You should be as well. We're going to be jumping on Saturday morning, same time frame, two hours before kickoff. So make sure you come and join us at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. We'll be up there answering all your questions and getting everything ready to go per usual, all your weather updates, your injury updates, your streamers, all that stuff. But come and see us on Saturday 
not Sunday, this week, you have been forewarned. All right, Matt, we got a lot to get into here. We have kind of uh, condensed your article this week because the reality is we have less teams to compete with. Uh, and I got another bonus question for you. I'll put you on the spot just for one second. Your, your ideology on something about waivers that I'd like to get your opinion on here. Uh, but we've condensed your your roster here. So we have less kind of honorable mentions and more about like, this guy's available, go get him. So we're going to condense that a little bit. And before we get into your free article, of course, available on rasball.com, which everybody should already be writing and commenting. Again, we've got a couple weeks left here, and Matt is still batting a 1,000 for those of you baseball fans out there. 100% completion percentage from my man Matt Styles on questions answered on Reddit and on his article in Rasball. Undefeated, absolutely unparalleled. So make sure you get a question in. You will get an answer one way or another. Matt, before we dive into your article, I'm curious – because I have a lot of leagues and a lot of people feel different about this. If you are not in the playoffs slash lost, you, you already to, know what I'm going to say. Yep. You already know what I'm going to say. Yep. So if you're not, if you're not in the playoffs slash were in the playoffs last week, but lost and maybe even, so I'm going to, I'm going to put like a, a little B asterisk here. Let's say the quote unquote toilet bowl, the constellation bracket, whatever you call it. If that actually means something in your league, draft pick money back, Whatever. Say that means something. So to be eighth place or ninth place or something actually matters at the end of the year. Does that change anything? My question, of course, is can those people go attack the waiver wire in real time with everybody else while waivers are processing? Or should just the say the top four teams right now, they get first dibs. Everybody else should wait in an additional day. Once waivers go through, then it's fair game. But they should not be throwing in like the 10th seed right now should not be throwing in bids on quarterbacks for the person that needs Jalen Hurts. How do you feel about that kind of in general? Because I know that's a big question this time of year in all fantasy circles. I think anything above bragging rights, you should have access to the waiver wire. But if you were if you were the three seed and, and you got boat raced by Sky last week and you are no longer in the running for money, trophy, uh, to stay out of the bottom of the barrel, you know, because th- some of the leagues, they punish the, the ultimate league loser, uh, then it's you should be locked out of that. And the reason behind that is because some people, let's be real, right? Some people are dicks and they're going to go out there and they're going to screw around on the waiver wire and they're going to uh, they're going to hurt the teams that are actually playing for the championship. And by the way, could be low key collusion with for one of their buddies. Uh, you just never know. So I, I think once you're out, you you get locked out. Uh, we have okay. a league we've played for many years in baseball, and we've instituted a uh, – because people were on the waiver wire daily, right, and they were streaming pitchers. So we instituted a couple rules, but we have to manually track those. One of them is at you get 25 uh, waiver or free agent ads throughout the season. When you hit 25, our commissioner locks you out of the waiver wire. Yikes. Now 25 is trade. not that many in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Now you can trade those, right? You can trade – so if you do like a two for one trade, but you add two free agent picks, then that guy's back on the clock. He can add two. Oh, like I like that. I've never heard. I've never yeah. heard that. I like that. And the reason is because we had we had guys from you know that I played with high school and college for many many years, and the complaint was, hey, I don't live on the waiver wire, uh, I don't stream pitchers, and but I can't compete in strikeouts and wins and things like that with the guy who's out there streaming turd pitchers every week or you know every day. So. We inst- and the funny thing is the guy that was doing it, he left the next year and we've had no problems since no complaints, no issues, but we instituted the rule and we've kept it. So 
Uh, but yes, uh, for football, once you're out, you're out. Lock them out. I like it. Let's uh, add one more uh, pinpoint here. We're going to get to uh, Brandon and Steven here in the comment section in just a second. Um, Dynasty. Does that change? Dynasty, fair game all the time? Yes, all the time. Okay, so you're you're one in 13 right now. You're looking for the top pick, but you can still go out and get Brock Purdy, look for the future, Deion Jackson, whatever, because yeah. you're in a dynasty league, meaning you're going to be handling most of that roster next season. Right. Or you you play the vulture, right? And if somebody's playing for the for either semifinals or the championship and they have to drop Damian Pierce or they have to drop Jonathan Taylor to Ooh. roster somebody that's playing, then you should have free reign to go out and grab that player. Holy smokes. Talk about a nice pickup there. Uh, we're not we're not talking dynasty right now. That's not for another couple of months, but uh, don't forget about Calvin Ridley, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, Brandon, good evening. Thank you for joining us. And Steven, you got a quick question. So does Brandon here. Uh, we usually get to questions at the end, but uh, we haven't even started yet. So let's get into it real quick here. Um, Matt, are you feeling the Cardinals defense? We got a nice DST question to kick off the show tonight. I love it. Uh, Cardinals defense or pick up the Browns. Here, should I hold the Cardinals for week 17? We've got um, drop Elijah Moore, Gallup, DJ Chark for the Browns. So uh, I'll look up here quick um, the mentions, but are we feeling the Browns or the Cardinals? Is it the Browns in New England? Is that who that is? I am going to double check here. It actually is the Saints at home. Browns at home. Yeah, so I don't I don't mind playing the Browns. Um, I'm not sure I would drop the um, the Cardinals to pick up the Browns. I think we were pretty high on the Cardinals down the stretch, mm-hmm. uh, but again, I you know I don't really want to play a defense against Tom Brady because yeah. it could be it could be the four touchdown Tom Brady. You just never know, and you know the guy never quits playing. He never comes off the field. No. Uh, so I, I would probably. <clears throat> For me, this is a coin flip, right? Whichever whichever team you thought you were going to play, just stay with them. Don't try to get cute. Um, and by the way, you're not going to be able to get the Cardinals. What, who are the Cardinals played? They, they, one of those teams has a great matchup. In, you know, week yeah, 17 pre- is Cardinals at Atlanta. So mm-hmm. if you make it to the end, that's where you want to be. And the, uh, the Browns week 17 are at the Commanders. I would rather probably play against uh, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I like that too. And the, and the the Browns have been playing well lately. Of course, they had that massive three touchdown DST game against Houston a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, Cincinnati beat them up a little bit, but then against Baltimore last week, they were actually the DST three on the week. And now they get the Saints and then Washington again. So I like the Browns, especially at home outside. Dome teams going outside this time of the year usually have a disadvantage. I like that for um, for interception. So I, w- I would write a Cleveland as well there, Stephen. I appreciate it. Also. Or either yeah, a good as far as Gallup, maybe if he's going to drop one of those receivers, like if he's decided, then it, for me it's Gallup. God, and I know, and I know that's not popular. I'm so um, sad about. I'm so sad. Noah Brown's the truth, though. I think you're right. Is. Unfortunately, man, I'm not dropping DJ Chark. Not with the last two games he's got. No. Way. Yeah, I agree. And and Elijah Moore's been tough. Honestly, I'd be okay dropping Elijah Moore too. I mean, you got Zach yeah. Wilson coming back, who actually likes Elijah Moore, but Garrett Wilson's obviously the cream of the crop there. So. Um, I probably lean Elijah Moore personally, but uh, Stephen, if that is you in the picture, it looks like you're either a musician or a uh, comedian. So let me know. I've been a musician for a very long time, and I would like to know. And Matt, as you can see behind him, if you're watching YouTube, big time music fan as well. All right, Brandon, we'll get yours real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, start up the uh, waiver wire 
show Garrett Wilson, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, or the ghost of Michael Pittman as my wide receiver two. And let's go with uh, half PPR as we do not have the designation. I So Kenny Pickett's back. He is. But Justin Herbert is all the way back. And Zach Wilson is Garrett Wilson's quarterback. Yep. And Matt Ryan only plays one half of football. So in, in order, I go probably big game Mike. I probably go Garrett Wilson. No, I probably go big game Mike, Deontay, Garrett Wilson, Pittman. But, uh, I, but go look at what Pittman did last week. And they were leading in that game by from the jump. And he still has 10 receptions. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's it's PPR, so PPR might sway a little bit. I'm going to go big game, Mike. I'm actually going to put uh, Deontay last, I think, here. Because, again, you get the volume, but not much touchdown upside in that offense there. So I'm going to go uh, Williams, Will, uh, Williams, Wilson, Pittman, Johnson uh, to move on there. Fellow musician, yeah, fellas, so I, love it with an album on digital platforms. I think with Pickett back, they get uh, Friar Muth right. Zero targets last week. I think that's the guy that ends up getting right in Pittsburgh. Cool. Okie dokie. We got it going on here. Long intro, but we covered out a couple of questions. We covered a lot of things about just kind of the mentality of getting into our playoffs. But without any further ado, let's stop burying the lead here and get into Matt's article, which, of course, you can find free right now on rasball.com. You can read all of the notes. He's going to kind of paraphrase per usual here, but you can read all of his notes. And then at the bottom there, add a comment, ask a question. Get some clarity, and he will get back to you. Absolutely. Matt, I'll let you take it away here. Who is your waiver wire ad of the week at any position, the number one guy off the waiver wire you're looking for this week? So the, the two names I listed, and, and rarely, rarely do I put two, but right now it's Zach Moss and Deion Jackson because if you lost your 1.01 draft pick, uh, then you're you're probably scrambling to get a, uh, a running back to, to start. Um, and I will tell you this. So Derek, our, our buddy Derek, sent me a statistic. He couldn't remember where he heard it. So I think he was driving. He hears, here's the statistic on uh, on the Sirius XM radio, right? In I think it was in Yahoo leagues. 2% of Jonathan Taylor owners were in the playoffs. 2% for the, the unequivocal, right? Number one, oh, one pick of the season. He was the, you had to take him number one, unless you were in a super flex league. Um, and McCaffrey was, you know, people arguing, well, should he be two? Should he be 12? Well, he's always injured. Taylor was the, you you get number one, you're taking Taylor, and then you just deal with it in, in around two and three at the turn. 2% of those teams made the playoffs. That's to me, is just crazy. Now, I've had him in one league, and he was terrible. He just did not do anything to speak of, to write home, to, uh, which means he's going to drop way down, right? Fantasy people are such bitches about it. He's just going to plummet down the draft board next year, which is fine. I'll take Great. him. Down, but... Absolutely. I'll take him at what, like five, six? Do you think he drops out of the I top five? Goes, I get, bet she goes down nine to double digits. Oh, all day long. Yeah. Not even a question. Yeah. And they're going to have a new – Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be crushing it in, in Indianapolis next year. Yeah. He'll be just fine. Yeah, for me, it's – I go Zach Moss, who uh, out-carried um, Deion Jackson two to one and had the only catch uh, between the two. Um and I will tell you that people that owned Deion Jackson earlier in the year probably are not looking at statistics and they're going to go after Deion Jackson and chase those 412 points he had in the one week. 
So I think you can get Moss at a discount, right? Anybody outside of Buffalo has no idea who Zach Moss is. Uh, he looked really good and he had two to one carries. So that, to me, we always talk about volume and opportunity and, and the two of those are usually going to equal fantasy points. And by the way, Indy has got two smash games uh, rushing the ball coming up. So um, take your chance. And by the way, if you're looking at Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, you probably don't have a damn choice. So just suck it up and make the move. I totally agree. Let's get into quarterbacks here. So that is your start of the week there. Zach Moss slash Deion Jackson, depending on who you're looking for, you're looking at Zach Moss over Deion Jackson, but either one of those guys would suffice to come up and play, um, go up against the uh, Chargers run defense, which has been terrible this last couple of weeks. How about quarterback position? Uh, so I we published the article before the uh, Mike White ribs uh, story came out, right, or the update. So we know he's out, so strike him. I moved Brock Purdy up the list, still only 21% owned. We know why you're adding him. Um, it goes without saying. So I would put my number two as Gardner Minshew, right? That was also before the Hurts is go not going to play news came out. So I got a little bit ahead of myself. I was trying to get this bad boy on the – on the street before uh, um, too many waiver articles were out there. And I know a lot of our guys or a lot of people that read, they read them early and we get the questions throughout the day because by midnight tonight, right. They want all that info out there. So to me, it's, it's Purdy, uh, great offense, better defense than Philly. And I think that Minshew is number two, right. Washington state Cougar shout out. Um, and by the way, did you know he's Gardner Minshew the third, but there is no junior and there is no senior. That's incredible. Is that he real? Made, he just made it up. That's true. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I don't you know, know I feel like people out of Pullman that would know that. That's so amazing. I I, I love that uh, he's become this like folklore hero. Yeah. You know, he's like he's like the Chuck Norris of like the NFL or something. Like all these like Garnet Minch's mustache yeah. and the jorts and like whatever, man. That's pretty amazing. I did not know that. Thank you for the uh, the trivia today. And just, keep me honest, right? Google it after the show, and if I'm lying, blow me up online. <laughs> I agree with you. All right, so your your deep your deep quarterback is is Kenny Pickett, and I wrote Pickett or, or, or Mitch Trubisky. I don't like either one. I don't love either one. Uh, but really, I think that what Pickett does is he gets back to Firemuth and Deion Johnson or, or Deontay Johnson. Uh, so I think he's viable again, especially two quarterback leagues. Uh, one quarterback, you'd have to absolutely be throwing a dart to to, uh, to add him. So, But he's available everywhere. He's 89% uh, available. All right. So Brock Purdy's still available uh, in 20, 21% rostered, right? So obviously it's yeah. single quarterback leagues, but he has been doing well, and his fantasy points have gone up each of his starts there going up against uh, the Raiders, who he could smash, and then he's got Washington as well. All right. Let's go on to the running back position. Who are a couple of running backs you're looking at? So after Moss, I probably put Deion Jackson one uh, A or two because you just don't know. My gut tells me Moss. From there, it's Chuba Hubbard, right? He's he had the most yards rushing at ten. <laughs> I, I said it. I don't believe it, but that's what the paper says, right? USA Today said he only had ten yards, so whatever. But he's turned into this weird passing down guy that he hadn't ever been before right he was kind of between the tackles guy i think he was oklahoma state is that right yeah he's from yes, Canada, oklahoma state but he was a between the tackles uh beast of a running back in college but now he's he's collecting the targets and 
Uh, I don't think Deontay, I mean, what have we said? Two weeks in a row on Sunday. Oh, Deontay Foreman, he's in the smash spot. Smash, Two yeah. Two weeks in a row. And he's just been, he's nothing. And I don't know if, if Steve Wilkes doesn't like the guy or sees something that we don't see or he sees something in Chuba Chub, Hubbard we don't see. I, for the life of me, I don't know. Obviously, we're not the in the in the Panthers locker room or front office or team meetings, but it, it appears as if they're comfortable with Hubbard or Darnold is. But I don't know. Darnold doesn't say who plays and who doesn't play. So Chuba Hubbard is, is seeing the field more and he's being more productive. So, again, if you're even looking at these names, just you're going to have to suck the egg and, and do it because they're all that's left. And I, I'm, when I tell you I went through the waiver wire today, there's nobody left except Marlon Mack. And we can move on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, t- again, kind of unlikely for these guys to be available, but take a look here. Tyler Algeir, um out there, uh, 35% rostered, so there's a chance he might be available in shallower leagues. Got the Ravens coming up, but he went 17 for 139 in a touchdown last week as the running back seven um, against a very good Saints defense on the road for the Falcons. So he's getting the work there. I like that a lot. We've talked about Deion Jackson, Zach Moss, as well, but don't forget Khalil Herbert might be coming back as well. I wouldn't start him right away, but maybe worth the roster spot if you got a if you got a um, area there. And then I don't like Gus Edwards, but having the Ravens running back uh, would be you know extra handcuffy if you're looking at that direction there, especially if you have J.K. Dobbins who looks awesome coming back off of the uh, injury. Okay, let's transition into the wide receivers. I know we got your guy here up front, and then. Um, you know, wide receiver is tough because some of these like second, third, you know, slot only guys have a boom week and it's hard to really decide if they're for real or not. Of course, you got to take the, the team and the scheme and the quarterback into position here. But all three of the guys here that you have listed, I, I feel really good about this week. Yeah. And we said it for three weeks in a row now. Uh, you need to have DJ Chark and you need to stash him because you didn't play him against the Jets. Um, but he's got two great matchups. Even I'm still like, I still dig golf this week, but um, we're playing against him in my other league. So I hope he shits the bed because I don't need him, uh, but I'm still confident. And then if you get to the, the, the finals and you've got Jared Goff indoors, right? Most likely with a playoff spot on the line week. I mean, he, they're, he's going to ball out. So um, and and you can't trust the running backs in Detroit, right? There's three of them. Two of them we knew. One of them was awesome. That guy's not awesome anymore. The other guy was uh, a backup for uh, Cheeseburger Eddie in Green Bay. And the third guy was a retread four-stringer in San Diego. Not necessarily Los yep. Angeles, but San Diego. And he's the guy that seems to be getting the touchdowns which is strange because Jamal Williams was the strange guy getting the touchdowns to begin with. So I can't figure out what the hell they're doing in Detroit, but it's kind of a cool thing if you're playing against those running backs, because you know, the guy you're playing against has to be thinking, am I sitting Deandre Swift? Am I sitting Jamal Williams? And I want them to stay up all night trying to figure that out. Love it. Before we transition to the next. Shark's the guy, but my real, the dude I'm really digging this week is KJ Osborne. He looked like an absolute machine. And now I realize they were chasing, but every pass he caught, he, he trucked somebody. Yeah. 
Um, I think it might be the end for Thielen or it's getting really close to that. But man, Osborne looked like an absolute beast. And I believe you can pump up the Pac-12 here. Is Osborne a Pac-12 dude? I believe he is. Let me uh, let me vet that. Go ahead. And then my last guy is Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, we talked about it with uh, with Brandon here, or not Brandon, but uh, Stephen. Uh, Elijah Moore probably should be on your roster. I think Zach Wilson is better for Elijah Moore than Mike White is, but uh, he's another guy that the Jets have a pretty decent matchups as well. So those three guys should be on every team. And Chark is only fifty one percent owned, and he's the highest owned. Out of all of them, KJ Osborne's five percent owned. So if you've had somebody blow a tire this weekend, or they're just not putting up numbers right, if you owned uh, Sammy Watkins, <laughs> then KJ Osborne is a guy you should go look at. KJ Osborne did not go to the Pac-12. He played at Buffalo and the U down in Miami. So I was really close. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like the Pac-12 is like the Florida of the Northwest. So if you yes. just take the country and flip it 180, Miami would end up being Seattle, and then you're pretty much spot on. You're welcome. There you go. All right, anybody else you'd like to mention in the wide receiver position? No, that's not really. Again, I think that that's the safest position this year, right? There's plenty of dudes on the wire. Uh, most of them have been healthy. Uh, outside of big name, who, uh, who did we lose? We lost Cup and, and Jamar Chase. Cup for the year. I bet you he could have come back, but that's a lost season. Debo. Uh, oh, yeah, Debo. That's, I forgot about him. Sorry. Um, but guess what? They've proven they don't, they don't really need Debo. Because just guess what George Kittle is? He's just Debo. Well, we, yeah, they drafted um, Brandon Ayuk to be Debo Samuel also. He is Debo. I mean, exactly. He was at Arizona. There's a Pac-12 guy. He was yeah. at Arizona State. He was dominant. And they brought him in to, like, be that guy in case he got hurt. He was in the doghouse for a couple years of Shanahan. He's not anymore. And obviously he's – Dominant there. A couple of the names, again, maybe, you know, uh, higher rostered, maybe less likely, but I'll throw them out at you just in case. Traylon Burks for the Tennessee Titans getting the work. Jahan Dotson back on the map after a couple of weeks. So take a look at him. He's been a great rookie, often on the field with injuries. He's been playing well. Chris Moore remains an option in Houston. I don't love it, but he's an option getting work there. Russell Gage has been outpacing Mike Evans on the Buccaneers. I'm not going to explain that, but it's happening. And then Mac Hollis, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, some of these other really deep guys. And Rashid Shahid is getting some work for the Saints as well. Again, if you're that far down the, war, the, the, the roster, you're in deep trouble anyway, so you might as well shoot for the stars. But those yeah. are a couple more names. Matt, before we get into tight ends and a quick DST shout-out, because it is that time of year in the playoffs, I don't want to digress too much, but I do want to go back to something that you said. I think it's important for the listeners uh, to get into here with the holiday season coming up. You had mentioned Cheeseburger Eddie. Shouts out to our boy, Eddie Lacey. Once back-to-back, I believe wide running back six, if I remember correctly, dominant in fantasy football for two years. I'm going to ask you, Matt, off the cuff here, you haven't any time to study. I'll put you on the spot. Favorite cheeseburger or burger if you don't eat cheese. Toppings, ideal cheeseburger coming out. Price doesn't matter. What are you feeling? It's in and out with the grilled onions. In and Okay, you should look like bacon, lettuce, tomato, are you like a mayo ketchup mustard no. guy? All the in and out fixings? burger. In and oh, out straight. burger, grilled onions, no tomato. There it is. Love it. All right. Let's move on here to the and, and by the position. way, we have them in Texas now, but my middle daughter prefers Whataburger. And yeah. 
I've considered pulling like a Kramer versus Kramer, but nice. with my daughter, like maybe, oh. maybe just giving her to another family yeah. because she prefers Whataburger. And I go to work and I almost get in fistfights over Whataburger versus In-N-Out because that, Texans have grown up on Whataburger. That's and a, that's a thing. And if, yeah. you, if, if, if it will never happen, but if a Whataburger popped up in central California and you had a Texan come over and say blasphemy like that, there would be real problems with the uh, in, in and out. I grew up in California. It's good in and out weekly in high school. Um, and, uh, you know, the hype was there when I was 17. I'm over it now. You know, not really my jam anymore, but uh, I dig it. I've been on the road a lot. Whataburger is quality. Um, in and out and Whataburger just aren't the same. It's hard to kind of compare them. Yeah. The only thing you're comparing is burger chains, and that's not always a fair does, fight there. So. so does in and out have a, uh, do they have a holiday shake or anything, or do they just keep it standard, OG? They're pretty you know, standard, OG? dude. I mean, unless, unless like the millennials have, you know, really kind of infiltrated, I, I think they keep it pretty standard. That's like their whole thing. Yeah, they, that, they have they have four you, things on the actual menu, yep. right? This is their whole thing. They have four things on the menu. And then everybody now with Google can secret menu. And then you can customize whatever you want. That's what makes in and out in and out. And their fries are hands down the worst. But nobody cares because whatever you throw on the fries is up to you. And then that's the whole like nachos, you know, poutine almost. See, I dig the fries. I love the fries. Oh, and that's the problem is they're real, they're real potatoes. That's what makes them horrible. When I get into discussions, we'll call them discussions with people. They say it's the fries <laughs> that turn them off. And I'm like, man, I just like, I dig the fact that nothing's ever frozen. They do. They put a little crisp on the bun, right? You can see them throwing the, the potatoes through that. Made that the order. Chicken. Yeah. Made the order, dude. Some type of water that's like, like, it's almost like. I don't know if it's Keebler Elves water or, you know, what's it, it is Keebler Elves water. It's just crazy. I didn't even know they had, they were contracted out. I thought they were always busy with cookies, but I get it. It's no, no. It's like, special. yeah. You know, like the scenes in the Lord of the Rings where they zoom out, yep. there's waterfalls in the backdrop. Yep. That's actually like the stream that they get the, uh, it's the like boiling Fiji water, water, but from Keebler. Ex right. Exactly. Makes That's what makes them good. Hey, it's just preference though, man. I mean, you, you know, you're out there and what, and, what a burger world. And I'm out here and, you know, in and out world. And it's just, it is what it is. So, all right, let's get into the tight end of choice. And then we'll get a couple DSTs and we'll get out of here. Tight end of choice heading into week 16. A lot of streamers, of course, who is the guy you're just hoping for three for 30, but has the highest likelihood of a touchdown. It still 28% of leagues don't have Evan Ingram on a roster. It just, he, we said it, right? He could be a league winner. We don't like it. We don't love it. We're confused by it. It doesn't make sense. But I actually got that game this weekend because they were playing Dallas. And by the way, for all you Whataburger fans in Texas, Dallas shit that game away. So congratulations. We love to see the Cowboys lose. But I thought legit every time, and when you say legit, you're like a 12-year-old girl. So I'll back up. Hey, we, get it. we got teenagers, bro. It's cool. I'll let it fly. We got teenagers. So I, I watched the game. And Christian Kirk is number 13, right? Zay Jones is number seven. Marvin Jones is number 11. And number 17 is Evan Ingram. Well, as they're all kind of running and catching and, and doing their thing, I, I couldn't tell right away. Each time I'd see 17 catch the ball, I'm like, oh, well, there goes Zay Jones. Or there goes Christian. He, he looks to me like a Rece yeah. wide receiver, right? 
they're not asking him to block because they've ETN seems to be doing all right on his own. I think they did they lose Cam Robinson? He's a Jag, right? Yeah. 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 Kid but, Alabama. Yeah. But we we bashed ETN on Sunday and he still went over a hundred. Um but Evan Ingram just looks real. Zay Jones is not catching three touchdowns again. It's just not going to happen. Evan Ingram probably not going to catch two again in a game. But at a certain point, defenses are going to have to say, all right, well, we're going to have to stop Zay Jones. And they've been probably leaning the field towards Christian Kirk. They're not worried about Marvin Jones Jr. But Ingram's for real, and he's just a target monster right now. And – Go ahead, start Cole Komet, right? Start Dalton Schultz, who we were all high on going into the week. Start Hawkinson. I'd probably start Hawkinson over him. The one guy I like that if he was dropped over Evan Ingram even is if if Dallas Goddard is sunk on your waiver wire because somebody dropped him four and a half weeks ago, he's the absolute guy you've got to start, and he's probably the 1A to Kelsey this week. Yeah. Even yeah, and you uh, you could couple that with people in panic mode of the Hertz news too. Yeah, might just be offloading. The you did with Goddard last year, I believe it was six targets, six receptions, one hundred five and two tutties. Whew. And Minshew played his last game last year. The game he played was against Dallas. Yep, and he he was he was fine. You know, yep. I mean, he might be rusty. This is in Dallas. Dallas is obviously very a lot better on defense right now, but. And I got a decision to make, and I'm leaning Gardner Minshew here. So we'll see what happens. And Vander has just got a pinched nerve in his neck, right? Middle linebacker yep. type. So that that's going to hurt Dallas. They're reeling from last week, and and from you know your Packers homer, Mike McCarthy. It, he does. This guy is not good. Newsflash, mm-hmm. he, especially down the stretch. He just he he, he folds right. He's like origami of the NFL. Mm. Do you know how to do origami? I did when I was a kid. We had to, actually we had to do it in elementary school, and I made the uh, the crane that you could where the oh back, yeah yeah the head moves. I couldn't tell you how to do that now, but mine was mine was pretty tight. I had a I had a, I had I had some paper airplane game, and I think like fifth grade, fourth fifth grade, I could get a good launch across the gym. But uh, man, my skills have faded over the years. Taysom Hill somehow still counts as a tight end. Keep an eye on him. Noah Fant. Showed up last week. Tyler Conklin, Robert Tunyon, Daniel Bellinger, um, Okongwu for Tennessee Titans is playing well also. So, again, if you're in the dumps, those are a couple of names to take a look at. Before we get out of here, let's throw out a couple of DSTs. We've been talking a lot the last couple of weeks. I know a lot of people laugh at DSTs in fantasy, but if you're in those leagues, they matter. Bob and uh, and myself and Matt and Derek have a group thread on Sundays and we're checking notes and, you know, talking about the games and updates. And the whole thread was about how Bob picked Chase McLaughlin as his kicker, which nobody would actually care about except Chase McLaughlin crushed. And Bob getting 20 points from a kicker is going to set him way above his opponent right off the bat there. So if you play with kickers and you play with DSTs, they matter. Let's make it happen. Matt, give me a couple of DSTs you're looking at for week 16. So the one I'm going to ride till the end, till we're done, I'm riding the I'm riding the Chargers. I think they've got good matchups. And anybody that watched the Monday Night Football game, and mind you, your opponent, if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, right, to get to the finals, they didn't watch that game because it was a shit game. They probably had other things to do. Their wife's got them wrapping gifts or doing the dishes or whatever. They, they're just not going to pay attention. What I learned in that game is 
they're the number one option for the Rams is Van Jefferson. He's far from a number one option. Their offensive line is in shambles. There's no Aaron Donald, so the, the defense cannot get off the field. And they're going to be exhausted because Baker Mayfield doesn't care if he turns it over four times in a game. He, he can move a little bit, but he would rather throw, 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 right? He just doesn't have a conscience. And even Green Bay's sieve of a defense made him look just terrible last night. And you're talking, right, Preston Smith, where has he been all year for Green Bay? Where, these guys are not – they just don't have – they haven't played well. I think Joe Barry's out of, a, out of a job at the end of the season, frankly, in Green Bay. But that tells me that the, the Chargers uh, are the team. Anybody playing the Rams is somebody that you want to own. And I'm looking at the Chargers get Indy, right? Who's the number one turnover guy in the NFL? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. And who's With the no Jonathan probably Hill. worst offense in the league is probably the Rams. That's who the Chargers finish with. And by the way, the well, it doesn't matter, but the final game is in. Obviously, it's SoFi. It's a it's a home and home for those two. Uh, but they're at Indy, so it's inside. Weather's not going to be a factor for either one of those games. And the other one, only because you guys convinced me, I think the Lions could be a fantasy Let's league. Oh, they absolutely can, and they have been. I put it on Twitter right before, and I put it on Instagram as well. I commented, I showed you guys. Yeah, I just put on an Adam. You know, Adam Schefter tweeted something out about the Jets starting um, Zach Wilson. I I just mentioned Lions could win fantasy championships. Five hundred people in two hours like the like the post. Yep. I mean, they're the they're not. Look, you've been a lifelong Packers fan. I've been a football fan my whole life. Barry Sanders is my favorite player of all time in football. The Lions are not the Lions. That's just what it is. They're not the Lions. And they're a fun team to root for. You, you, you can get behind the passion, the aggression. They started one and six. They're six and one in the last seven games. And they're literally on the brink of a playoff berth. Dan Campbell's done unbelievable things here in the back half of the season. A couple other mentions here. We mentioned the Cardinals earlier with our man, Steven. Cardinals get the Bucks and at the Falcons, which we had mentioned earlier, the Rams get Denver and the Chargers that we had talked about. And then the Vikings hit or miss, but they got the Giants. You never know what Daniel Jones is going to give you. They get the Giants in Minnesota. And then your Packers uh, don't love that matchup because it's Rodgers at home. Last game of the season. We'll see what happens there, but a streaming option potentially there. All right, Matt, any other ads before you want to get out of here? Any other words of advice? Uh, this is it before Saturday, and then next time we talk on this program, man, we are going to be in championship week. Uh, the only other thing we touched on it a little bit on uh, uh, Sunday was it's important, just like you mentioned about Chase McLaughlin, you need to pay attention to your, to your kicker. It can't be the – it could be the same kicker you've been using for weeks, but it should be one you pay attention to, just like you would in the bye weeks. You want high-scoring offenses. I wrote about the fact that it should be – High implied Vegas line totals, and you probably want dudes that are kicking inside if you have to make a decision. Now, if you have, you know, Brett Maher, who's been doing great things for you all year, or you have uh, Evan McPherson or Tucker, even though, my goodness, Tucker missed two kicks last week. It doesn't matter. That'll never happen again. So if you have those guys, you're good. If not, you need to, you know, Tyler Bass, another guy that's probably owned in every single league. From there, you need to look at Dicker inside two games Right. You, you just you're, you want guys that are kicking inside and even maybe Matt Gay is an option. Right. Can, I was just going to say Matt Gay. I don't know, but he's got a booming leg. Yep. So maybe it's a field goal battle that that guy gets into. And that's the only way they score. So 
totally agree. And and Robbie Gold out there too for the 49ers because they get pretty close and kick a lot. Of, they score a lot of points. And Daniel Carlson's not available, but I would throw him also in that like you start him no matter what uh, list. And look, Harrison Butker, right, who's been a, a the other Justin Tucker as far as kickers go in fantasy, two points last week, right? So be careful there when you're playing outside. All right, that's going to do it for us on another Tuesday program here for the Week 16 Waiver Wire ads for the semifinals for fantasy football. We have the championship week coming up next week. Make sure to join us Saturday morning, not Sunday morning, Saturday morning. We're going to be doing our start-sit show on Christmas Eve. We'll get you set up for the uh, the nice day there, set you free with a ton of football, 11 games on Christmas Eve on Saturday, three games on Sunday on Christmas proper, and, of course, Thursday and Monday night football as well. For everybody that celebrates Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, we wish you Festivus. and yours. What's that? Festivus. Fest- I'm a big Festivus guy myself. Uh, the airing of grievances happens primarily on Sundays on this program, but we're actually going to move our airing of grievances and feats of strength up until Saturday this yep. week. So be there, bring your pole and your tinsel, and we will be set for you. Happy Festivus, Hanukkah, Christmas, and everything else to everybody from us at Rasball to you. We wish you and yours um, uh, safe travels out there as well. A lot of the uh, country is blasted right now with weather. Make sure to catch us everywhere you can find Rasball on Twitter. At Rasball on the uh, YouTube here, Rasball Fantasy Football YouTube show, and of course on the podcast. For those of you on the go when you're traveling out to go see your friends and your family, pop on the Rasball podcast, Rasball Fantasy Football podcast. Leave a rate and review. Find my man Matt Styles free articles every single week on Rasball.com at Styles08. You can find me as well, Sky Guasco, on Twitter. From us to you, happy holidays, season's greeting, folks. We'll catch you next time, and best of luck. We'll catch you on Saturday morning. Take care.